praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is saying a whole lot. I want to just say right now, if you are one who struggles to believe that God speaks, then then I want to encourage you that God is speaking. God is communicating in all manner of ways. He communicates through creation. He communicates in your heart. He communicates audibly at times. He communicates through his written word. He communicates through preaching. He communicates through movies you watch, TV shows, things you're listening to. The Lord is speaking to you all of the time. Deep calls to deep. That's what the scriptures say. He is interested in calling on you. He is interested in being near you. He is interested in you hearing what is on his heart. And that scripture Jesus quoted out of the book of Deuteronomy just keeps resounding in my spirit where it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, every word. That means God doesn't want you to miss a thing. God doesn't want you to miss a thing. The Lord says he does nothing without telling his servants, the prophets. God doesn't want you to be unaware. He doesn't want you to be caught off guard. He doesn't want you to be out of the way. He doesn't want you to be out of the the path of blessing. So I'm here to just encourage you that God is speaking. God is uh, wanting to benefit his people. He is speaking through the weather. And some people might not believe this, but God is speaking through the weather. There's so much to say. Uh, I've released quite a few prophetic words of late because I got a dream on May 19th of this year where the Lord showed me that there was major weather coming to San Diego. And there was a portion of the dream that I did not understand until the last 24 hours because in that same dream, the Lord showed me the stadium where the Texas A&M football team plays. The, the name of that stadium is very important. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But God is speaking through the weather. It is unusual. Yes, there is a climate change element to it. Probably so. But God is using everything to speak. You need to look at Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. In fact, let me go to Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 right now just to give you an understanding of how God is speaking. And the Lord Jesus even said, my my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. He wants you to know his voice. He wants you to be a sheep led by a shepherd, meaning you don't turn left, right. You don't go up or down. You don't go to work. You don't go anywhere without looking for where the shepherd is guiding you. My sheep hear my voice. Are you a sheep? God is speaking. He wants you to follow him. Listen to what it says in Romans chapter one. It says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. God's attributes are understood by the things he makes. God's heart, his character, the way he thinks is made known and understood by the things that he makes. It says, even his eternal power and Godhead are clearly seen. Clearly means it's there's no mistaking it. And so it's our fault if we miss God. They are clearly being illustrated. God is clearly speaking through hurricanes and tropical storms and earthquakes. He is clearly speaking through flash floods, mudslides. He is clearly speaking through the outbreak of fentanyl overdoses. He is clearly speaking through abortion in our nation. He is clearly speaking through the divisions in our nation. He's clearly speaking through every single thing. His eternal power and Godhead are made known, meaning some of the things that are happening in our world are are showing us that he should be in charge, that we should allow him to be the head, that we should allow him to be the power and not our own. And that is at the heart of what I have to share with you today. This is why the Spirit of the Lord has me on here today. So when I first released 
uh, a word about Tropical Storm Hillary that came out of that dream I had in May. I said this came straight from the heart of God. God said, I am showing signs in the earth to show the urgency of the hour and the need for my people to turn to me with their whole heart. Not only did he speak through the storm, he spoke through that 5.1 magnitude earthquake that hit Ojai, California, which is a major seat of new age and occult uh, ways of thinking and meditation, which is, is out of the will of God. And God's judging these things. And he did it in a merciful way. It didn't destroy the city, but he's shaking us to wake us up. And the Lord sent me after sending that sharp message through the earthquake. It was a sharp message. The Lord sent me to Haggai chapter two to show again what his heart is saying. It says in the word of God in Haggai chapter two, verses six and seven, this is the written word of God. It says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, meaning it won't be long. He says, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. He's shaking things in the ocean and on dry land. We're seeing it with the storms and with the earthquake. And he says that I will shake all nations. He shakes nations of people. He's shaking America, just like he's shaking the UK. He's shaking nations. And he says that they shall come to the desire of all the nations. That's himself. And he says, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Here we see the burden of the Lord. Here we see the heart of God to fill out of the earth with his glory. And that means he's got to move some of our glory out of the way. The things that we build, the things that we want to do, he's got to move them out of the way, which means he's got to exert his power and influence. He's got to remind us of who we are and more importantly of who he is. So here's the thing about God. Here is a principle in the kingdom of God. This is something you need to understand. When God speaks twice about something, especially if he speaks twice about something in close proximity. He is saying, you need to hear what I am saying. It is important. There might not be a lot of people talking about this, but I could not restrain myself from coming on and sharing the word of the Lord with you because it is so important that we're listening. It means when God speaks more than once in short proximity, that uh, close proximity, that he is establishing something, that something is being done. It is a sovereign move of God. It is something that has nothing to do with our prayers. It is God saying, I'm going to show you who I am by through, uh, through what I'm doing. There's no debating God. It's going to come to pass. He is exerting his authority. And right now that's what he's doing. And he's getting our attention. He wants the entire world to see and acknowledge that he is the Lord. He is all powerful. And we need to, don't forget this, we need to fear the Lord. That doesn't mean we're running around scared. It means that we fear what he will do if we step out of the way. There's a need. Think about when you had parents discipline you. There's a need for a healthy understanding of what will happen if you don't do what your parents say you need to do. There is a fear associated with that loving relationship. It doesn't mean you're scared of them. It means you're afraid of what might happen if you don't do what they say. It's a safety. It's fear that comes with safety. They're interlinked. So God, when he says he speaks twice, he is roaring aloud about his power. Listen to Psalm 62, verse 11. God has spoken once that I uh, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. I'm going to read it again. Psalm 62 says, God has spoken once Twice have I heard this power belongs to God. So he speaks once, then twice. And it's it, it's an illustration that power belongs to him. He says it once and then he says it twice. Why? Because he wants us to hear it. The writer says, twice have I heard 
Come on. It's not just meant for you to hear it once. He wants you to hear it twice. It's just like when you repeat something to your children, you want to drill it into their spirit. You want to drill it into their mind. This is what you need to know. And God says, you need to know I'm the Lord. You need to know I'm God. You need to know I am all powerful. You need to know that you cannot change anything. I am God. I'm sovereign. You will not have my world. He's speaking aloud, and it's really up to us to listen to what God is saying. Now, listen to this. So we're seeing this storm hitting Texas. It's named Harold. Harold, names in the Bible mean so much. God saves. That's the name of Jesus. The Lord is salvation. That's his name. He's a savior, so he came. The Lord is salvation. Moses' name, one who is drawn out of water. What does it mean? He's a savior. He's one who draws people out. He was the leader who drew people out of bondage. We see it over and over. Names mean something. God speaks through names. Come on. We're talking about hearing the voice of God. Listen to this. Harold is significant in the natural because Harold is the fourth name storm to form in the Atlantic in just 39 hours. The fourth name storm, and not a tropical depression. No, a name storm. That's the fourth name storm to form in the Atlantic in just 39 hours. That is the fastest we've seen. Four name storms form in history, in recorded history. Since 1800, there was a, a record. Four storms formed in 18, 1980, rather, in a matter of uh, 48 hours. It had happened previously in 1800, but we've never seen it happen this fast. This is unusual. God is trying to get our attention through unusual activity. But Harold's name, listen to this. The name of this storm means military power. Come on. It means armed ruler. His name is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of the angel armies. What does it mean? That he will shake heaven and earth and he will make the earth his footstool. He he will make his enemies his footstool. He is the owner of the globe. He is the maker of the universe. We cannot overthrow him. He is the military power in the spirit. He is the army leader. He is the armed ruler of the entire uh, of creation. And God is reaffirming his title as the sovereign ruler of the world. I've got to stop here and say this. I am not saying, and neither is the Lord interested in just causing people to perish. No, his heart is that none would perish. That's why he sends messengers to tell you what he's doing so that you can get right with the Lord, so that you can find eternal salvation, so that you can find eternal security in him, in a relationship with his son that brings you to the father. He wants you in his house. And so that's why we need to hear what the voice of God is saying. We don't want to be the blind being led by the blind. No, we want to be seeing. We want to be hearing. We want to be understanding. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I feel the spirit of God. He is taking aim at our idolatry and our waywardness. He is the military ruler. Harold means military ruler. Remember, I told you when God speaks twice, he's saying power belongs to me. So power is what he's trying to show you. Power, not because he's trying to show off his power. No, he's trying to make you aware. Come on. Back in May, the Lord showed me in the same dream, Texas A&M Stadium. He showed me the storm was coming on May 19th, that, that this was going to come. And he showed me San Diego. And then he showed me Texas A&M Stadium. Texas A&M is in College Station, Texas. The name of the stadium where they play is Kyle Field. You might say that's not important. Well, we just learned Harold means military power and armed ruler. Listen to what Kyle means. 
God showed me specifically Texas A&M Stadium. And the name of the stadium is Kyle Field. And College Station is going to see the effects of this storm, not in a, in a great measure, but they're in the path of some of the outer bands of this storm. But listen, to the Kyle means narrow. Come on. It means straight. God is calling you to the narrow way and the straight way of Christ. He is calling you out of the broad way that leads to destruction. Listen to the scriptures. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad in the way that leads to destruction. In the King James, it doesn't say the narrow gate. It says the straight gate. I tell you that the name Kyle, Kyle Field in Texas A&M Stadium that the Lord showed me in my dream means straight and narrow. God is calling you to the straight entry portal, the straight gate, the narrow way that brings you into salvation because broad is the way that leads to destruction. God's showing you his power. He's like, look, there will be a coming day where I will destroy all that does not honor me. The scripture goes on to say, there are many who go in by the broad way. So most folks, this is what a lot of people don't understand. Most people won't, will not enter into heaven. The grand majority of human beings will miss heaven. It's not because God's not merciful. It's not because God's not loving. Many go in by the broad way. And it says, the, it says narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. This is why messengers are important in this time. You need to know, you need to make a choice and you need to find it. And if you're one who's already made the choice, you need to be praying. God is interested in a harvest of souls. God is interested in pulling people out of the fire. God is interested in not just making a difference, but people being brought into life. The Lord is warning us we need to seek his goodness because we're seeing the mercy of God. Look, that 5.1 earthquake was, was big enough to shake houses, but it wasn't big enough to destroy them. You hear what God's doing? He's trying to rouse us from, a, from sleep. There was a, a, an earthquake in Buffalo earlier in the year. The spirit of God was speaking to me about that. God was speaking to me about how he's shaking America. And a lot of people aren't hearing because our spiritual ears are dull or our spiritual ears are just stopped up. We're not interested. We're not interested in knowing what God's saying. Because we're not afraid of God. We have to forget he is the God we must fear. He has the power to place our souls in hell. Listen to what it says in Matthew 10, 28. It says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Don't fear man, fear God. He says, fear me because I am able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I am the military ruler. Amen. I am the one who says power belongs to me. I am the one who says, not only am I a military ruler, but I'm an armed ruler. The Bible says he's going to baptize the world with fire. He's going to burn away the chaff. That means some things have got to go. But in the meantime, he's showing his mercy by looking to wake us up. That you're leading a life that's heading in the wrong direction. You're headed for destruction. Will you acknowledge my power, my ability to take you out of here? Will you come to me? Your sin stains your life. You're marked for hell until you put your faith in my son, Jesus. And so it behooves God to scream from the housetops 
that you're going in the wrong way and you need to come to me. And that's why he allows a hurricane or a tropical storm Hillary or a tropical storm Harold. The word Kyle, Kyle Field, Texas A&M Stadium, the stadium I saw in my dream, it means also confidence or trust. God wants you not just to fear him. He's not about trying to make you afraid and live your life out of fear. No, he wants you to uh, have a healthy reverence for him so that you'll put your confidence and your trust in him. Enter in the narrow way and put your confidence and trust in God. Kyle means not just straight and narrow. It means confidence and trust. Do you hear the voice of God? He is speaking now through his people. He is speaking to his people. He is saying, come and put your trust in me. He says, turn America, turn to the Lord. Turn America, turn to the Lord. Turn America, turn to the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he may be while he is near. Come to the Lord, America. Time is running out. The day that is terrible is coming and God is going to render final judgment. But in the meantime, you can find him in his goodness. He wants you to see the fire in his eyes as an example of his love for you, not as an example of his judgment. He wants you to come to him. I encourage you to share this word with a friend. I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to intercede because God is showing unusual signs and wonders in the land to get our attention because time is running out. We don't know when the great and terrible day of the Lord is coming. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, the Lord, I encountered the Lord and the and the, the fear of God in my sleep one night. And I asked the Lord, don't let this feeling ever leave me because I had such a great appreciation for his power and his ability to literally snuff out any and everything. And he with he withholds it. Man, there's something to be said when you see power that's being restrained and you know that power could take you out. You respect the one who's that powerful. And you honor him for not using his power in a way that is evil. And that is our God. That is our God. So let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we come honoring you as who you are. You're the holy, righteous God. You are the God who is sovereign. You are faithful and true. You are the most high God. Hallelujah. You are the Lord Almighty. You are holy. You are set apart. You are different. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're powerfully uh, uh, available to us as sinners to bring us to salvation and redeem us from the blood uh, of death, God, the death in the grave. You have the keys of hell in the grave. You have the door in your control. It's up to us to come to you, Lord. You are looking to shake us. And many of us are just seeing this as a news event. Many of us are just seeing this as another thing on our feed. Most of us are just scrolling through. Most of us are just, no, God, we need some waking up. We need some people to begin to stop, be still, and know that you are God. We need people to begin to cry out to the Lord and say, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We need some people to begin to say, some trust in horses and some in chariots, but I will put my faith in the Lord, my God. We need some who are going to begin to speak out loud what they're hearing in their time, in the, that this time is winding up. We're running out of time. Time is urgent. Time is now. Now is the day of salvation. God, you're calling us to wake up to your power and the fear of the Lord, but more importantly, to the love that's being poured out. May intercessors arise and see the need to pray. 
Mothers and fathers, pray for your children. Pray for your children. Pray for your children. Pray for your children. Pray for the next generation. Pray for the children. Pray for the world. Pray for the world. The deception of riches has overtaken our culture, God. I pray you judge us where we are and show yourself merciful. Reserve the right, God, to, to pour out grace. We pray for people to turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Glory to your holy name. God, I pray that those who have been hurt by church, those that have been disappointed by pastors, teachers, preachers, Christians, God, that they'll get over that and they'll get healed and come to God. I pray we'll confess we've been unholy, unrighteous. We've been self-righteous and ambitious. God, we've been religious. We've been abusive. God, we've been ignorant. God, we've just walked out of the way and we need to be forgiven. But God, we need to be cleansed, Lord, creating us a clean heart renewing us a right spirit. I pray for leaders in the church to repent and turn toward God with a pure heart. I pray for churches to be centered on the presence of God again. I pray for people to come to Jesus, not church. I pray your presence will be our priority. I pray our ambition will be obedience. I pray we're not afraid of the supernatural anymore, but we'll crave it because it's who we are on the inside. Wake up, America. The intensification of God's glory is coming. God, have your way in America and all over the world. Fill this earth with your glory. I pray in Jesus's name. Amen. It's time for some people to take up their authority in prayer. I am, I am asking you to begin to pray. I'm asking you to begin to pray. I'm asking you to begin to be bold in the spirit. I'm asking you to begin to confront demonic things. I'm asking you to, to confront things that are dirty and, and just wicked and dark. And I invite you to do it in the spirit realm. Don't do it in the carnality of your own mind. Oh, don't do it out of emotion. Do it under the burden of God. Do it under the weight of the glory of God on your life. Repent and turn away from wickedness. If you know you're lukewarm, don't stay there. Repent, be transparent, confess your sin. Go to church, get right. Your soul can go to hell. Oh, somebody needs to understand the righteous glory of God wants to pull you out of the fire. Will you receive him for who he is? The grace of God is being poured out, but it won't last long. There's a sin that causes death. It has to be redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Krishna, not Hinduism. I'm sorry. I'm no longer going to allow you to try to convince people that the son of God wasn't enough. No, the Muslim religion is not going to get you into God's kingdom. It's not. It's not. Your meditation's not going to get you into God's kingdom. You're not going to get healed. You're not going to find the father. The father's given his only son on a cross to die and bled and empty his life for you. And he rose on the third day because he was a perfect sacrifice. And he's calling you to resurrection life. He's calling you to resurrection power. He's calling you to an abundance of life in your in, in this world. He's calling you away from the deceitfulness of riches. He's calling you away from anxiety and depression. He's calling you out of sickness and disease. He's calling you out of secret sin. He's calling you out 
a pornographic addiction. He's calling you out. He's calling you out of alcoholism. He's calling you out of addiction and substance abuse. He's calling you out, oh God, of self-loathing and self-hatred and a poor self-esteem. He's calling you out of religion and into relationships. Stop pretending. Stop pretending, says the Lord. If you don't know me, stop pretending. If you don't listen for my voice, stop pretending. If you don't love me more than everything else on the planet, stop pretending. If your money's more important than me, stop pretending. If your pet, if your family and your pets are more important than me, stop pretending and be honest and repent and come to me and find favor. Holy God, we need you. We need to see you rightly, Lord. We need to see you as the most precious, the most beautiful. Oh, the wise one, the beautiful one. May our pursuit be for you. May our lives, our breath be yours. In Jesus' name, Lord, that's my prayer. Amen. Amen. I would love to see you again. If you want to connect with us at faithfireworldwide.com, that's a good way to find us. We're also at linktree slash faithfire. Uh, that's where you can watch more of our prophetic words. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can find out how to partner with us. Uh, listen, God is speaking. I've got so much that I've got to get down that I've been hearing in prayer. Uh, so much the Lord wants me to record. So much the Lord wants me to release. And so I just pray and ask for your um, for your uh, your prayers and for your support as we continue to do the work of God's kingdom. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until we see each other again, blessings in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.